This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is You Got Benched. Yeah. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, how millennials are financially benefiting from relationships, and what we learned about sexual desire from 10 years of Pornhub user data. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But guys, first, this is a very special podcast because we are switching things up this week. We're not joined by one guest. We're not joined by two guests. We've got three fantastic guests joining us on the podcast that you've heard before and told us that you love. We've got our unicorn, Alana Heiss, who dates other couples. We've got our relationship coach, Jillian Turecki. And finally, we are going to be joined by our drag queen slash Angela's idol, Miss Cherry Vine. Yes, I'm very excited about this. But first, Angela, it's just you and I for the first segment. What is going on in your week? Well, Laura, what is going on in my week? My my boss keeps asking me for dating advice. Your boss? Your boss at work? My boss at work, he uh, he's like a suave sort of real estate man. Are we talking Ryan Gosling? Are we talking Bradley Cooper? Well, I'm sure he's going to listen and I don't want to flatter him too much, but he he often references how good looking he thinks he is. I'm sure he <laughs> is cute. So yeah, I would yeah, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Less Botox. Oh, okay. That's very flattering. So yeah, more natural. Bradley, you got to cut it back on the Botox I know. if you're listening. Girl, you can't move your eyes. <laughs> no, you can't. Boy. <laughs> girl. I just, I think it's funny to call boys girl. I like I that know. too. I like it. So anyway, so back to um, non-Botox, non-Botox Bradley Cooper. Um, so he, he's Tinder in a way. He always asks me my opinion on like the ladies he's talking to. And there was one. Because he knows you wrote a book about dating and he knows you do a podcast. I think he only figured it out after he started asking for advice and he was like, you're good at this. And I was like, mm, I wrote the book on it. <laughs> no, really, I did. <laughs> um, so there was this one girl that he was kind of mad about, like just not that into her. Why? Uh, I don't know. He has some high standards that apparently she did not reach. Okay. Um, Everyone's got different yeah. different standards. That's fair. He He likes a beautiful woman. They have to be a 10, I think. Oh, oh. she might have been a nine point five. Does he say that? Um, he he, yes. He says he prioritizes beauty because he's an artist. Doesn't he work in real estate? It's uh, the art of the deal, I guess. Okay. I don't know. I've never heard a real estate agent refer to themselves as an artist, but <laughs> no, I will go with it. He's a photographer on the side. Okay, okay. But um, hot Bradley Cooper <laughs> shooting some photogs, dating the ladies, tindering, selling houses. You right. know, that's how people do it in New York, guys. That's what you got to know is that people don't just have one job; they've got multiple careers, some side hobbies, and they still make time for dating. And uh, those type of people go to Angela Spera for advice. <laughs> Evidently. Yeah, this this has been a real treat. So, um, yeah, he was like not into this girl, whatever. Then she started being kind of distant. Okay. And he was all of a sudden really into her, really intrigued by her. I have a feeling this might have to do with our reason of the week. It sure does because he was like, she she talks to me, she keeps the conversation going, but then she doesn't want to hang out. Like she won't commit to plans. And I was like... 
you're being benched. Girl, you benched. Girl, you getting benched. <laughs> um, and he was like, what? He had never heard of benching. Oh, because he's Bradley Cooper and Bradley Cooper doesn't get benched? Well, exactly. He had never had it happen to him. Oh, poor, poor Bradley. He literally was like, oh, that, that people don't do that to me. Like that doesn't happen. Oh, okay. So, um, I mean, I bet it doesn't, but there's a first for everyone. Let me just say, welcome to the club. Yeah. So he Googled it, found out it was a real thing that I did not make up. And he was like, wow, this is exactly what is happening to me. Um, and he was like, oh, and he found the article from New York Mag. New York Mag wrote like, you know, is, is benching the new ghosting. That was their piece on it. For those of you guys that don't know what benching is, I'll let Angela explain. Yeah. So I'm not, so it's a sports analogy. So like I can only take it so far, but it's basically when you're really into one person, but you're talking to multiple people. So you keep the people that you're less into kind of on the back burner on the bench, if you will. And then you have like a, I don't know, what is it? A pitch hitter? What? Yeah, the backups. Uh, the, but like, who's your main? Your main? Oh, your main squ- the sports starter. wise, the your starter. Your starter. Sure, your starter. For example, Tom Brady would be your starter on the Patriots, right? Then you got Jimmy Garoppolo on the bench. Behind him is Jacoby Brissett. Because you can have a few people on your bench, just so you know. You know, I used to write for ESPN back in the day. Yeah, I'm very impressed by Thanks. your sports knowledge. Yeah, I got I got some sports knowledge. Um, so yeah, you, you might, your main squeeze would be Tom Brady and then, you know, you keep some side booze just in case things don't work out with you and Tom, you might like call up Jimmy or, or Jacoby and be like, Oh, Hey booze. Like I haven't seen you in a while. Like, Oh, I know I told you I was so busy, but now I'm not like, let's go hang out. Let's go on a date. They're kind of like understudies, right? Exactly. If I apply it to my theater oh, nerd world. Yes. You Broadway babe. They um, are the understudies. Now you get it. I want to make that catch on. You're being understudied. Oh, I, I actually really dig that. That's a thing. Yeah. Um, so he was he had the brilliant idea to just send this girl the article and be like, textbook. And tell me you told him not to do that. I said, that's an awful idea. So he did it. Of course. Um, and then he pushed send. He did. Uh, and he was all excited because she like responded and was like, no, that's not what I'm doing. But then they made plans to hang out and she didn't show up. Boom. So it's really hard to get off the bench, you guys. Girl, you were benched and then you got dissed. Poor, poor Bradley. I feel kind of bad for him. I know. I know. He'll he'll go take some pictures and feel better. Benched and ghosted. Let his art be his outlet. <laughs> um, you know, I don't have, I'm trying to think for me, I've never really had bosses ask me for dating advice, come to think of it. I mean, I, I did have like a lot of coworkers when they found out that we were doing like a sketch show when I was writing a book, they would come and like tell me other stories. More what I have, I don't have people asking me for advice, but I have them being like, oh my God, let me tell you my dating stories. So, so I you can write about so it. You can write about it. Like I have some information for you. They just want to tell me what they do. They don't want advice on it. Well, yeah, I guess nowadays everybody has like a crazy dating story. Because Everyone. Dating has gotten crazier. It has gotten so crazy. Yeah. I have friends telling me their crazy dating stories all the time. They don't want my opinion necessarily, <laughs> but, um, but they like to tell me their stuff. Well, uh, and it sounds like, you know what? This is kind of the same thing with you. Like you gave your opinion to your boss and he didn't listen to you. He sent the article. I know, but it was so cool to do on company time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm the- happy to get paid. <laughs> to give relationship yes. advice. Um, that could, you know, maybe we need to make that the career. Get you sure. out of real estate. I can be the the office, the token office relationship expert. I love it. 
All right. On that note, we are going to jump into what's in the news. And I'm so excited because we are about to be joined by Alana Heiss. Let's jump into what's in the news. It is time for our What's in the News segment, and joining us this week is our return guest, Alana Heiss. By day, she works at Google. By night, she is a unicorn, as in a person that dates other couples. Please welcome back to the podcast, Alana Heiss. Hello, ladies. Thanks for having me back. Thank Hi, you for Alana. coming back. It's my pleasure. Uh, we got a lot of emails when you were on the podcast uh-huh. last time, so we're very excited to have you back. Good. We, we got so many little shout outs on Twitter. These like fabulous ladies are like, hey, I think I'm into this threesome thing. And I'm like, oh, yes, girl. Mama lo- Unicorn says, yes, go for it. <laughs> Mama Unicorn, I love it. I hope that's your new Twitter handle. <laughs> you're just like a drag. Actually, we're having a drag queen on this episode, and your drag queens have like drag mothers. You can be a unicorn oh mother God. and like have the house of Alana. I think I just got some new life goals. Thank yes, you, Angela. Amazing. <laughs> okay, so last time that you were on the podcast, mm-hmm. you were dating a couple that was about to get married. Yes. What is the status now? So the B and T are officially married. They had this like beautiful wedding out in uh, like off of Big Sur. So it's great. They're amazing. Um, you were a guest. To be clear, you were a guest at the wedding. They actually, they only had like about 20 people. And I do so much traveling back and forth to California. So it's like, I love you guys, but I can't do another plane ticket. Um, but yeah, it's great. So they're back. They're like on cloud nine. They're Wait, they didn't fly their bay been. out to their wedding? I know, but they're, we had our own little celebration when they got back. So it worked out. Oh. Yeah, no, so like it's it's great. I still see them. They're so lovely. They're like for sure some of my favorite friends. Um, yeah, and their relationship s- is just even better. Do you see them socially? Do you see them sexually still? You know, it's funny. Like, last time I was here, we were still kind of like, I don't really know what we are. And, like, <laughs> I don't really know where we're going. And I think, like, same, but we just do what feels right. So, like, two weekends ago, I went out with them, and we just, like, went and looked at art all day, got a little bit drunk on wine, like, a little too early in the day, and just, like, went home and went to bed on our own. <laughs> oh, on your own. <laughs> yeah, so like we hang out as friends and yeah, we totally have sex sometimes still. Okay, so you are having sex still after their wedding. Yes. Okay, I the, love it. They're not yeah. a boring old married couple no, yet. No, the Mr. and Mrs. are still spicy as ever. Great. Great. You call at the beginning you called them your B and T. So I use their like they're they're super they they know that like I go out and talk about it since I've seen you guys I've also written an article about uh, on GQ about cool. unicorns and I got like a lot of really great press and a little like a lot of great shares. Um, they're so supportive of it, but I also don't quite want to out them. So I just use their initials. Oh, okay. I like yeah. it. That's fair. Um, so are there any new couples in the rotation? Have you? No. I mean, I'm kind of like, I kind of now feel like maybe I'm an old unicorn who's like a little bit boring. <laughs> but like, You're going you're out gonna, to pasture? You're yeah. going to just foster, totally. foster all the young unicorns now. Exactly. I mean... Wait, that's not totally true. I guess like I've been to a couple of really fun sex parties where I've had threesomes, but like those are just people where they're like, "Hey, I'm sorry, what's your name?" It doesn't matter. And so like there's that, but no other kind of relationship where you're dating and kind of seeking out. Those sex people. parties don't count because it's not like a long term serious thing. Totally. It's just like you I hook up so. at the party. Is that yeah? How it's it works? also like so not the real world that I'm like whatever happens behind these doors, I think doesn't really happen. I, I mean, I don't know. It's 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 a bit much. Hmm. All right. It's kind of like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but what right. happens at sex parties? Right. What happens stays. in the dungeon stays in the dungeon. Oh, a dungeon. For, except Sorry. for like bruises or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> bruises last a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so are you interested in like a monogamous relationship? Or are you still all about the sex parties? Still kind of figuring that out. I mean, Good. I think... Good, actually, I was I like having that. a conversation with someone about this last night. Like, my one of my friends who's who's poly, and I'm like, I don't think that's quite right for me. So I think like, I probably will end up with, like, a single partner in person. And that's also just because life is busy. So to manage so many relationships or 
multiple people that you're dating, I'm like, I barely have time to like go to sleep myself. So I think, yeah, we'll probably end up with a human and then we'll just have fun together. Like every now and then. So it'll be like, I like it. That's right. End up with a human. That's the dream. Right. You know? Never, yeah. Someone great. And then like, you know, we can, we can hang, we can do our thing. And then it's like, Hey, let's go to an orgy this weekend. And then that'll be that. I, I like know. it. A, a unicorn ending up with a human. But whatever <laughs> lucky human this is. Like something that would happen on Xena or something. I don't to know. end up with such a <laughs> mystical creature. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. All right. So for those people out there mm-hmm. that are interested in becoming a unicorn, what advice does Mama Unicorn have? All right. Listen up. Mama Unicorn. I would say, well, first off, like how to find couples. It's, it's, not, it's pretty easy. There's a lot of apps out there specifically for unicorns and for threesomes. But I would recommend doing your basic Tinder and OkCupid. You can pop a unicorn emoji in your profile and just make it known that you're kind of up for a little extra fun. But most couples in the know will know to look out for that little emoji. So... For the record, I've been using that unicorn emoji all wrong. <laughs> I'm sure there are so many unsuspecting girls that are just like, I thought it was pretty. I yeah. know, I know. I mean, so, but yeah, so I mean. I have been giving mixed signals for years, people. <laughs> such, a, such a tease, Laura. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think, uh, yeah, so, so put that in your profile. Um, you know, swipe around, see who you find. And then like, once you start to get matches, just, I would always encourage people to really go with your gut. Like people should treat you incredibly well, be, you know, incredibly respectful and cool. And like, if you do start to feel like you've got, you know, good vibes going with some people, um, usually what I would do is set up a first date where you really clearly set expectations. So say, hey, you guys seem really great. Let's go have a drink or two. And then if we seem to kind of hit it off, then you know we'll have a second date and then we can talk about what the boundaries are there. But I think it's really important to kind of take that pressure off the first date. You don't have to worry about like, am I going to go home with them or whatever. And it can be kind of um, you know overwhelming when you are the one person against two, like to, so make sure you give yourself space to really think about how do you honestly feel and kind of, you know, so you and the couple can honestly assess your feelings and then go on, you know, go on that second date and into the future if you, if you feel like it. A lot of emotions involved in this. Yeah. All right. We brought you here to talk about what's in the news. So Angela, what have you been reading about lately? Okay. So I've been reading about millennials. Are we all millennials? Do sort we, of. Do we fit in the age bracket? I think I, we do. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it. Yeah, I think we are. All right, yeah. we're, we're millennials. <laughs> um, millennials are apparently saving up and settling down, according, according to Vero Money, Inc. They are a digital banking app for millennials, and they surveyed hundreds of people to get an idea of their priorities when it comes to love and money. Mm-hmm. And they found out that 75% of millennials agree that there are financial benefits to being in a romantic relationship. So what do you guys I think? I mean, we all we all remember hearing stories of those women that were going on a lot of dates with people just for the free meals, which I don't condone. Y- yes, but totally. As, do not condone. As Vero Money will confirm, it's practical. It's practical. There are financial benefits to dating. No, stay together for the rent. Like in New York, I think people move in so quickly. Ding, right? ding, ding, Alana. Guess what number one was in Vero Money Inc. survey. Oh, man. 44% of millennials. Uh, one room is cheaper than two people. Yes. Exactly. Or you just find a roommate who's cool, like sleeping head to foot. Or who likes to cuddle. Yes. Um, I'm Baby Spoon. Uh, any other financial benefits we can think of? I mean, I mean, food, groceries, right? Yes. Like a thing, big thing of celery when you only need one piece. 20, it adds up. 
26% of millennials said cooking for two is cheaper. And that's a good reason to be in a relationship. <laughs> I also used to think that if I were to move in, it's like the last long kind of like heterosexual monogamous relationship that I was in, we lived together and we're like, well, if we live together, we'll have all of our nightcaps and excessive drinking at home instead of out at bars. So we'll save money on the bar tab, which like isn't true, but it was, we thought, we thought we'd give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't work. So no. that actually makes me wonder, are there financial benefits to being a unicorn? To being in a yeah, I mean, well, if you moved in with a couple, you know, one room split three ways is but better than two. If yeah, I, yeah. I, I I wasn't great at math, but if I'm doing my math correctly, a unicorn is different than like a thruple, though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, like a unicorn would never live with the couple, right? You're you're in your own like rainbow cloud outside of their relationship. Totally. I mean, I guess that every like you could. There are so many setups and so many ways that people like you know, kind of structure relationships. So I'm sure a unicorn could live with, you know, their okay. in the couple. In the yeah, stable, in the stable downstairs. In the stable downstairs, yes. You get a little carriage house okay. in the Carol Gardens. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do think one thing, like when you are the guest of honor, it's usually someone else who picks up the tab. So that's pretty nice. That's great. Yeah, oh. but I'm such a, like, every time I go out with people, I'm like, I'm a strong, independent woman. So I'm like, we're going to split this in half. But yeah, you can definitely, like, be treated well and own that guest of honor status girl. yeah own yeah, that yeah. stat yeah. yeah yeah and i wouldn't if i was in the couple i wouldn't like expect you to pay for two yes for sure yeah you're you not know? gonna pick up the tab like for that's three. noble but, yeah but thanks it's also nicer like you're definitely gonna splurge for like the full bottle of a good wine True. instead of yeah. just like going by the glass so sometimes you can like you know get out that way and i feel like i would need the full bottle for sure all right, get good that, to know. Get that fancy Merlot good or our, my favorite, Montepucciano. Oh, I just always order that wine because it's the most fun to say. Mm-hmm. Montepucciano. Pucciano. No, it's Montepucciano. <laughs> Don't forget the first pooch. half. Give me the pooch. No, that's <laughs> not how it works. Not how it works. All right, what else are people saving on? Um, uh, they're going on fewer dates, and that's saving them money because, as we know, <laughs> multi-pucciano can get expensive. It sure does. Um, a partner, finally, 6% of millennials said a partner makes them look good at business events, which I totally identify with. I just don't like going alone to business events. Yeah, I hear Mo- you. And then, like, I, I usually bring, so I work at Google, and their holiday parties are pretty crazy. And I always bring my best friend who's just like the most, because she's like the most fun party person. And people are like, oh, what's this about? And like, <laughs> I'm like, you got, I, is this so foreign that you'd bring your friend to a party? I'm That's allowed to bring party. a friend. No, you exactly. Like yeah. a networking wingman. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's really nothing sexual about it. All right, you guys want to know what I've been reading about? Yeah, I've been reading? reading my favorite publication, New York Magazine. This is the cut, and this is some groundbreaking information that they are giving us. They researched ten years of Pornhub user data and came up Love with some trends. Yeah, it's so good. So uh, I would, I'm curious to know that when you guys are reading the news, does it affect your porn searches very much? For example, when Fidel Castro died, were you guys inclined to search anything different in Pornhub? I would say it had little to no effect on my sex life. I would say, yeah. I mean, I'm not like, let me see that DP, but with a cigar this time. (laughs) Well, uh, you guys would be in the minority because last November 25th, when Fidel Castro died, searches for Cuba went up 104%. Especially popular was the search Cuban made and Big Booty Cuban was the number four search that day. Because when I think of Fidel Castro, Big Booty Cuban. Yes. Uh, I mean, he was kind of... 
He was kind of a baby. <laughs> oh, in the day, right? he had that ass. I mean, I don't know about his ass, Evans, but he was he was a charismatic figure. <laughs> Barbara Walters, um, him and Barbara Walters, absolutely. They, they had got a on. little chemistry. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be on the side of like defending Cuban ports. <laughs> just them. all right. In January, when rumors of the P tape involving Donald Trump first surfaced, what do you think people searched? Golden shower. Yes, girl, oh they did. Golden shower spiked by 289%. On Father's Day, searches for dad and daddy went up 1,361%. And at Christmas time, Angela's favorite holiday, what do you think people were searching? Baby Jesus. What do you think, Alana? Oh, I don't know. I... <laughs> can literally only think of like reindeer but that's right elf it's all bad okay, that's, it's people all bad. Yes. Yeah. love that elf porn 464 percent it went up wow. i i just want to go back to the uh golden showers which i love that you know the industry term uh nothing made me drier than thinking of donald trump having prostitutes pee on a bed well in that's front because you've experienced so, a little golden shower by accident well, do tell i don't want to get uh Okay, am I going to tell this story right now? Just a, a little quickie, a little yeah. quick. It wasn't an intentional golden shower, so it was the worst kind of golden shower. <laughs> my boyfriend, on my birthday, <laughs> thought it would be funny to pee on my leg. We were just taking a shower together. It wasn't like a sexual thing. It was like, oh, we're in a he hurry. He did it as a joke. And he peed, and I was like, oh! and then I looked at him, and he was like, hee, hee, hee. I was like, that's not funny. <laughs> and I turned into a demon, and then he realized he came to his senses that it wasn't funny yeah. um, and apologized and that was his birthday gift to me and you we're got, still together today you got the accidental golden shower mm-hmm. um so no wonder you wanted to go back to it <laughs> i just you know it's not for me maybe it would have been for you if he wouldn't have done that like little he 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 at the end maybe i would have discovered something inside myself it's possible but Who i knows? didn't uh, they also found what the m- most popular search was for each year. So there's common themes that arise. So 2017, what do you think it was this year? This year. We're still oh, in we, this. We already know this year? We already. Well, so far. Okay, so far in right. the year. Well, it's been a dark year. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it's like all it's all bleak, but maybe something like Russian prostitute. Russian oh, porn stars or no, something? No, no. So it has been a dark year, so people want a little escapism. Oh. They don't even want to think about humanity. All they want to think about oh, no. is that hentai fucking. Oh, yeah. Oh, like... Hentai porn. Cartoons, like, that's when, like, people turn into octopuses, right? And then yeah, they, like, so. fuck people with their tentacles, and that, that's the world I want to live in. <laughs> that it, People need that escapism. Humanity is bleak. That's how you make America great again. 2016 was the year of lesbian scissoring. Okay. 2015, year of the step sex, as in like stepbrother, stepsister. That stuff always creeps me out. Simpl- I've watched that porn times. before. And um, that's it, like it one of the top. Kind of like, weirds me out. Yeah. Like on Pornhub, there's like, they're like top recommended all of the time. I'm like, I never want to see siblings have sex. Yeah. No. Um, all right. Let's. I'm curious to know, going back a little bit. So 2007 was the year I graduated college. Do you remember like the most popular movie around that time was American Pie was like what I grew up. I don't know if it came out in 2007, but it was a popular movie then. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a little hint of what was the most popular search. American Pie, Jennifer Coolidge. She was a... Stifler's mom. She was a... She was a MILF. MILF. Yes. It was the year of the MILF people, 2007. The year of the MILF people. Real Housewives came out too, right? Yeah. At the time when Bravo was like... Good call. Oh, man. (laughs) It was the year of the MILF. Uh, 2008, year of the squirting. Interesting. I would like to know why 
Why though? Yeah. Why though? Was well, it a wet year? Was it a rainier year than usual? Anything. It's possible. It was in know. the zeitgeist. That's all I can say. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to skip around a little bit because I'll just tell you some of my favorites. Okay. 2011, year of the ass. That's all it was. Just year of the ass. Huh. Simple. Hmm. Simpler times back then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> five years ago was year of the cartoon, which is interesting. Five years later, year of the hentai, not too far from cartoon. It's cyclical, mm-hmm. perhaps. It's all cyclical. But I'm curious to know, what are, what are you guys searching lately in porn? Alana. Mm. Like, do you like to search threesomes since you date couples? Or not do you really. like escapism and you want to... You want right. something different? I, you know, I don't know if anyone else is here. I'm like, I'm just kind of a browser, you know? Like, I think, I think I'm more browser on it. And there's some things that I'm, like, particularly grossed out by. Like, I think So browser kind of how, like, a lot of people search purses on Nasty Gal. That's how you search a porn? Exactly. I just like a little browser. Like, I, like, I wouldn't do, normally do get channel, that. But... Or, like, you find a porn star and you're like, oh, like, they're pretty cool. Let me, like, tap on their, their Pornhub profile. I don't know. I, <laughs> I browse. I think I probably still, like, this is such a Puritan thing, but I'm a little bit, like, I think everyone can be like, I mean, like, yeah, of course, ev- literally everyone watches porn all of the time. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, no, I mean, like, I'm just, I mean, they just recommended this for me. So that's what I'm doing. When you have <laughs> such a fulfilled sex life, why search porn? Exactly. When you're going to sex parties yeah. are- and you're dating hot couples and you are a unicorn, who needs porn? But exactly. do you feel fulfilled in, in real? Let's get real. Let's get real. Se- yeah. Sexually, like, do you still watch porn? Like, is that like, is it? Because I feel like yeah. porn is a separate thing than like physical sex. Like it fills a different void. No, absolutely. I mean, I think basically, like if we're just going to get into it, like, yeah, masturbating, like you know exactly how to make your body feel good. That sex can often be, is about so many things other than just the physical sensation. It usually feels pretty good. You'd hope so. But also it's about connection and excitement and like curiosity and, you know, your own sense of like how do I look when I'm doing this whereas if it's just you and your computer and a vibrator like, like I don't care how my hair looks right now do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. yeah it's more relaxation it's much technique. more relaxation yeah, yeah totally alright guys totally. Uh, thank you so much Alana Heiss for joining us on the podcast again let's give thank it up you. for Alana thanks Alana thanks ladies uh, thank you so much for joining I can't wait for you to come back and yes. tell us your new updates Sounds but good. we're going to take a quick ba- break to thank some of our sponsors and then we're going to jump into our mailbox Joining us today to help us answer some of our listener questions is Jillian Tarecki. Jillian is a New York-based yoga teacher and a certified coach who gives relationship advice and works with singles and couples. You guys know her if you listen to our podcast. Welcome back, Jillian. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Okay. We have two questions this week. First up, we have a question from Amelia. Amelia is a single mom. She's 33 years old. She was married for seven years, but she got divorced five years ago. She writes... In the five years I've been single, I have dated a lot, but not one man or boy has wanted to be my boyfriend. I get friend zoned more times than I can count. Guys like me. They really, really like me. Oh my God, she sounds like uh, Sally Fields. Sally Fields. You like me. You really, really (laughs) like me. Um, (laughs) So they like her. She says, so much so that they. I like that you complete my sentences, by the way. (laughs) You like know what I'm thinking. I'm like, you set up the pop cultural reference. I'm like, it's like that movie, Shallow How. It's (laughs) like that one, Sally Fields. (laughs) You're really lucky that I have like Rain Man sets memory about these things. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Okay. Go um, ahead with Amelia. So, they really, really like me so much so that they want to remain friends even after I say, nah, man. 
They still follow my Instagram and they check in periodically. One guy even said he wasn't going to sleep with me because he respected me too much. Okay. He still comes over to hang stuff on my walls for me. Weird. Uh, It's not like I give him sob stories. I'm super optimistic. I've been told I'm too responsible, too good, too wonderful, too fucking have my shit together for guys my age to want to fuck me. I'm cute. I'm fit. I work out. I wax. More more than a lot of women can say. Definitely more than I can say for myself. She really, she's putting a lot of work and thought into this. Not that there's anything wrong with hair. No, but like... If you like a little hair, that's fine. We got I got plenty of friends that like to grow out their armpit hair. Totally cool. Right. But like if you're going to go through the process of waxing, there's nothing worse than removing your hair for a date and then not getting any... Not you're getting like, any I action. I shaved my legs. It took me 10 minutes. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Um, and so she says, and I just look in the mirror at my naked self and feel like I'm just too, too much of a good thing. Not being vain, but I keep getting told this over and over... I'm over here like, can you just let me sit on your dick? I'm not trying to be too anything. I appreciate her bluntness. I appreciate it too. I get it. All right. Yeah. She says, please help. I just want to figure out the balance between being too much and getting laid. My, My favorite part of this email that we got was the subject line, which was too, too much respect, not enough D. And I got to say, a lot of women have the opposite problem. A lot of us have too much dick, not enough respect. Not enough R. Not Not enough enough R. R. Yeah, we got too much dick, not enough R. She's got too much respect, not enough D. Jillian, help Amelia. (laughs) Okay, Amelia. I like that you're stretching for this. I'm stretching. This is like before a a fight. She's like... (laughs) getting ready. For those of you that can't see. I'm sitting up tall. Yeah. Okay, Amelia. So the first thing that comes to my mind, of course I could be wrong, but this is a strong gut. I believe you that you're hot, but this is what's going on. They are not attracted to you. And it's not because of the way you look. Because guys are, you know, you could be drop dead gorgeous. But if you're giving off a desperate vibe in any way, shape, or form, they're not going to want to fuck you. It's just the bottom line. And so. I'm, my question would be for her, what I'm interested to know is if like she's really wanting to get laid, how hard are you trying? Because you got to let guys, especially the kind of guy that you want, work a little bit for it because they like to do that. <laughs> they like to work a little bit. And if they get any sense from you that you want it so badly that you would be willing to like give it up to them even before they get to know you, they're not going to be as interested. Don't let them know that you want to sit on their dick. <laughs> is, that what, is that what you're saying? Basically, <laughs> don't let them know. I mean, you can <laughs> flirt. You can flirt. And then another thing I'm wondering if, like, if they friend zone you really quickly, I'm wondering if you're doing the same to them, but you don't really know it. Mm. Meaning, like, are you, like, all of a sudden, like, are you becoming their shrink? Are you trying to give them like advice? Are you trying to like be their BFF? Are you doing a lot of things for them? I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like maybe she, like like they're hanging stuff on her walls. Maybe she's like helping them like do the dishes or like yeah. pick out or, their I mean, she's used to being give, a single mom. She does everything. Yeah, or giving advice or something is going on because I I believe Amelia, that it's not the way she looks. I know it's not. I can imagine that she's probably super attractive and super cool. But the excuse is, you're too good for me. He's bullshitting you. 
there's some there's he's not he attractive. He sees you as a friend. He yeah, sees, she well she even says she's getting friend zoned. Yeah, so like and there and and she's getting friend zoned either because you're friend zoning them by giving them too much advice or being too available or you're making them seem like you're making yourself seem like you would give it up and sleep with them, you know, and they're not getting a sense of your personal standard. I know it's oh. funny because like there's such a, a stigma like with women that are like, you know what? I just want to get some, I just want to get some dick. I just want to get some action. But I have so many friends when guys have been like all up on them and like guys have been all about them. They're like, eh, I'm not that interested in him. Even girls want to work a little hard for it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just human nature well, that you feel like something is, something's worthy if you can fight for it. We talked about this sure. at the top of our episode. How ignoring somebody is the best way to make them super attracted to you. Well, with your boss. Yeah. Your and boss. In general. Well, he wasn't used to getting uh, sidelined or getting right. benched. And then the first time that, that your boss uh, wasn't getting calls back from this girl, he wasn't used to that. He was like, oh, right. maybe, maybe I do want to go out He became her. like more intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say that if you want to attract like a mature, you want to attract a man and not a boy, ignoring him is just a game and that's going to like mm. turn the man off. But you definitely want, it's not even about ignoring or necessarily playing a game of too hard to get. Uh, It's just more like, you know, I have a personal standard. So yeah, I want to get laid, but I decide who gets into my bedroom. It's not going to be just anyone. And if you give Showing your self-worth. Yeah. And it just, and just showing your self-worth because you truly have it. Not because you're trying to like bullshit your way through it. That makes any sense. I love that. And I got to say your boss- is not a man. Oh, he's yeah. a boy. I mean, he's the man We child. all know he's, he's the, the boy. Yeah. All right, what else do we got in the mailbox? All right, this is from Taylor. Taylor writes, so I have a situation that I've encountered in the past over and over. After a date where I've slept with the person, come the next date, I'm on my period. Happens every month, go yeah. figure. She's got she's to um, time these first dates a little differently. I know. So now you would think this has happened once or twice, but it's been a handful of times. This is something you think, I'm sorry, is this something you think should be stated before the said hangout? Since it's super early into the hookup or possible romance, I don't know what direction the relationship will take. And this always gives me pause. Do I jump the gun and warn them? Or I hope the person will be understanding. I realize maybe this is selfish of me to even ask because I could be a giver and not a receiver. Hey. But also, I am a little selfish. All right. I know what I would do, but I want to know what Jillian t- okay, so would let me, tell her. Okay, so let me just get this straight. So every time she sleeps with a guy, she gets her period the next day? Or no, the I, next date. So she's got a date. Pl- so she slept with a guy. They've already okay. like they've already gone that far. Oh, the next date. The next date. So the next yeah. date that she's going on, like she assumes that once you've slept with a guy, you're probably going to sleep with him again on the next date. But she's got her period, uh-huh. so she wants to know, like, should she tell him, like, like, hey, do you want to like postpone the date until I'm not on my period, or like, should I give him a warning so he knows he's not going to like get any action? Um, you know, see, this depends. If this is like. Is it okay that I curse? Yes. yes okay. Please. Please. Okay. So if this is someone who's just going to be a fuck buddy and you know that that's all it is and you might be like, heads up, you're not getting lucky tonight. Right. But if this is someone that you're like dating and trying to get to know and you're trying, you're both trying to get to know one another, it really shouldn't matter. You should go on the date and then you can tell him, listen, I just want you to know I have my period and he's, and he's going to say, cool, like whatever, like 
it's not about the sex. It's really about getting to know the person. So I would say it depends on that. That's such a good point. I didn't even think about that she might be wanting him just to be like a fuck buddy. Right, but in which case she would probably not schedule a, a time to see period. him while she was on her period. Unless she's down with that. Right. Unless, Unless she's down with some period sex. Which we've talked about. Which some people are Very into. Possible. Some people are into. We've yes. read studies that it's better. She doesn't seem like she's into it otherwise. Probably not. Because she's like so worried about warning him. What I would do is I would go on the date, like Jillian would say. And first of all, I would tell this girl, don't be embarrassed. Like, periods are natural. Come on. I know it's like weird. It's uncomfortable. You like don't want to yes, talk about it. Natural. But natural. Like, come and on. If he's going to be weirded out. I mean, I don't know how old they are, but if yeah. he's going to be weirded out, that's then he's a weirdo. Yeah, 100%. But I would be like kissing, making out, and when he starts to like put his hand on, she's like, oh, just so you know, like I'm on my period. <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> yeah. Like that's what I would do. I've done I that, that before. Yeah, I've done, I, like you wait until the hand starts to go down the pants and that's when you kind of pull it away. You're like, oh, just so you know, there's like a string right. down there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on my period. Sorry. But yeah. like, this is really fun. I like, oh, I want you so bad. Like, yeah. let's just like keep making out, like keep feeling around. And then around. he's either going to just be like, fuck it and pull the string out yeah. and just keep going <laughs> or he's yeah. going to be like, all right, cool, you know? Can I tell you I guys mean, a you know. gross story? <laughs> okay. please, 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 please. When I was in college, I was wearing a pad. Well, you was... still wear pads, but you mean in college. You what? don't. You, no, you, I don't. You don't use tampons. You still use Listen, pads. I have a very sensitive vulva, But I got to say, and Angela is like, she's a very considerate pad user because if she's at my house, she'll have a plastic bag and be like, oh, I, I don't want to throw this away in your trash. You have a husband. <laughs> he doesn't need to. So anyway. Like, do, you have, do you have a plastic bag I, I can put this in? I, I break down stigmas in my own home, but not in other people. I respect it. Anyway, You're a very considerate pad whatever. user and I, I love you I was wearing a pad like I always do. Uh, and Sorry, I'm, did I call you out? <laughs> And I was making out with somebody um, and I was like, I feel like I need to tell you I'm wearing a pad so you don't think I have a dick. And he was like, I appreciate that. What? Wait, was he feeling around and he thought you had a dick? He was like getting closer and closer and it was like, it definitely, it bunches up, you know? What? So I don't think she could do that. Have you ever felt like a dick in underwear? It doesn't feel like a pad. Well, at the time, I was not that experienced, okay. Laura. And You're like, dicks are smooth and sticky, right? Don't underestimate the size of the pad I was wearing. <laughs> um, so anyway, there was no advice there for, for Taylor, but... It was worth all the extra time I can spent. share. I can relate. Anyway, yeah, yeah I, I agree, though. She doesn't owe him an explanation at the top of the yeah, date, I don't think. I, think. I think the takeaway is don't stress it, honey. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, guys, if you want your listener questions answered, or if you've got some funny text messages that you want to share, you can email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. A huge thanks to Jillian Trekkie for joining us back on the podcast. Thank you. You guys can find all of her information. you got to subscribe to her newsletters. They are full of information at jillianturecki.com, yep. right? Yes. Uh, and her last name is spelled T-U-R-E-C-K-I. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for helping Google me her. <laughs> yes, Google her. She's amazing. And coming up next, we are going to jump into our reason of the week with our drag queen, Sherry Vine. This week's reason is you got benched. And returning to the podcast is our 
favorite drag queen, Miss Sherry Vine. She is a fixture in the New York City drag circuit, and she is one of the leading queens performing her singing and comedy show internationally on stage, TV, and film. Please welcome back to the show, Sherry Vine. Hi. Hi, Sherry. Singing in quotes. Yes. No, (laughs) No, you sing. You sing. We've heard the song. Let's give a little taste of the song. Hey, ghoul. What's up, Hagatha Christie? <laughs> oh, how you doing, lady? And I do use that term loosely. Mm-hmm, just like your booty hole. <laughs> Don't even try it. You cannot imagine what I have been through. Well, I can tell from your face you've been struggling, bitch. Now, let me ask you something. Is everyone a mess? I know what this is a setup for. It's that roommate again of yours. Honey, let me tell you all about it. Oh, you're gonna sing? Mm-hmm. Damn. Listen, girl, I don't want to be mean, but your party antics have gone extreme. This morning I found you on the floor. You left your keys, bitch, in the door. All right, I could listen to that <laughs> all night. I plan to just play 10 seconds. I played like 40, but you know what? It's a good song. It was a good intro. It's a great song. I love that you picked yeah. something I wrote as opposed to one of the parodies, so that's yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah, we love the Hot Mess song. Thanks. Guys, you can find it on iTunes. I had right. a lunch with... Bianca yesterday. Oh, so funny. oh my god! I saw Bianca at Pride. Wait, you guys are saying Bianca as if everyone knows Bianca. <gasps> Bianca Del Miss, Rio. Yes, Bianca Del Rio. Okay, excuse me. I'm not part of the cool, <laughs> the kid. drag queen crowd. Yeah, like the we drag are. queen club. The cool, you know, club. drag queens like us know yeah. about her. By the way, you look fabulous. Can we take a moment to explain to you listeners who can't see the amazing outfit that Sherry Vine is in? She's got. A fabulous oh, maroon, Merlot. No, I'll say Mer- Merlot. It's yes. a Merlot boa, and then a sparkly like think like Britney Spears when she's got like the diamonds. Yes. What is that? Is that good? Oops, I did it again. No, um, no, that was on the MTV Awards. The MTV Awards. Right? Yeah, yeah. She also wears it in a music video. Hers is nude, but hers is nude. Her, uh, when Sherry's she had, like Merlot the snake, right? You're yeah. mis- you're missing. A no, snake. I'm thinking of when she's in oh, the no? nude bodysuit with the sequins. Oh, all right. It's a music video. It's definitely a music video. I want to say it was toxic. Okay. Oh, yes. All right. You're toxic. I yeah. think you're right. Um, like, would you say like Dolly Parton hair? No. Who's Barbie your ins- on crack. Barbie on okay. crack. Yeah, right. that's, that's much better. Hooker Barbie on much crack. Better. I love it. And <laughs> jewels for days on the ears. Jewels for days. And her new Brian Atwood platform heels that uh, are... Out of this world. Yes. Suede? Suede. Yeah, she's looking hot. I people. like plum. It's all about plum. Yes, yeah, so you can't you can't see them, but you can feel them in her voice. I can feel them trust. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Sherry, this is a dating show. As you know, you've yes, been yes. on, you're a pro. What if, I had so much fun. We had a blast. a blast. I wanna know what advantages do drag queens have when it comes to dating? Not I. There's. It's very complicated. You talk to a lot of drag queens, and it's dating is very weird. There's. I mean, there are definitely some drag queens that meet someone and then their partner is cool and it's fine, but it's. Uh, it can be very challenging because gay men don't. Like a lot of gay men have a problem with it. Why? I don't know if it's... I've never been able to figure it out. Because I don't obviously run around like... I don't wake up looking like this. I don't run around the house looking like this. For my job and for my craft. You mean you're not a natural blonde? I'm not a natural blonde. (laughs) But, you know, I can kind of get it. I mean, you know, I don't have any... But the nails stay. 
no, the nails come off. Really? Nails oh. come off. But like, I don't have any body hair. And, you know, so <laughs> it's like, a, you know, smooth legs. And sometimes I have red toenails. And a lot of gay guys, that's not a turn on for them, which I get. And they can't kind of see beyond that. Okay. And then um, straight guys don't want to see you take the wig off. So, but you do get straight guys that approach you when you're in drag. I, I mean, honestly, my sex life is built. I, um, I only have sex with straight guys. <gasps> really? Yeah. Really? And do they expect you to be a woman in bed? It to look like one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they but want you to but act they like know a the, rea- in bed. the the truth. Oh God, yeah. Totally. Okay. Oh my God, yeah. All right. But you only hook up with straight guys. That's fascinating. Yeah. I don't think we talked about this last time. Really? No. Oh mm. yeah. I've been in a relationship with a guy who identifies as straight for eight years. I mean, obviously, he doesn't see me like this. All the, I mean, it's past that, but because it's, it's been eight years. But wow! So, have you ever told him you're probably not straight? <laughs> We've had some talks about it, but I don't care. It's like whatever. He loves me, and whatever. I don't well, care good. about labels. I Beautiful. love that. Yeah, you know what? Labels are a thing of the past at this point, anyway. Totally. But did yeah. he meet you in drag? Yes. So he met you in drag, and then and then he knows that you're not always in drag. So how did totally? So like, at how long into the relationship until you lost the drag? Um, well, when he texted one night, it was like, "Oh, I'm in your neighborhood. Can I come by?" And I'm like, "I'm not in drag. I'm not getting in drag." And he was like, "Oh, that's okay." And I was like, "Okay." Oh. What was wow. it like? Was he? He'd never seen you. He was really nervous. Yeah. Oh. But then you ner- it, who was more nervous, him or you? Um, both of us, because I was kind of like, you know, there's, this is like a fantasy. This is not a real person. And so I'm probably more vulnerable without all this because yeah. then it's a real person. Like I can handle anything in drag because I've had to have, handle everything. Yeah. So I'm pretty tough, but I'm probably much more vulnerable and insecure out of drag. So it was like a little bit of that. But, you know, it's kind of like whatever it it is what it is. I was with someone for a long time who was gay. For, I was with for six years. And now I went kind of straight into this, which he's not. I mean, I'm the only guy that he's ever been with. And so, whatever. Yeah. Interesting. It, so, is there, someone needs, I, I need to do a documentary. Yes. Because there's this whole world that no one, that has not been um, uh, show, the light has not been shown on this whole world of guys who like to have sex with ladies. <laughs> do you think like the performance aspect uh, plays into it? Like, do you think he like likes that you're a performer? I don't. And, I, I mean, th- when I see people perform, it's like a turn on. You're like, it oh, is. you're like in control. They're powerful. They're on stage. You know, there's star. different. E- there's not even just one. You know, you can break everything into subcategories. Like you can always keep breaking things down. And so within the world of men who identify as heterosexual who like this, there's all these subcategories. There are guys who just like, they like you because you look like a whore. Okay, I'm sorry. That's what it is. You got big blonde hair, big lips, nails, stilettos. Yeah. You look like a porn star. So there's that. Yeah, I get Jenna Jameson. Fetishization of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Which they like, okay? And they don't want to see you without it. And then there's other guys who I think maybe are kind of like bi-curious or whatever. And this is like a safe zone for them. And then there are guys who just, they like 
everything, but they don't, maybe they're not just attracted to like a hairy man and they're, you know, this is again, safe. Hmm. Children Very. are screaming. I understand <laughs> how they feel. So yeah, it's we all whole, do. It's this whole like, you know, I really, I, I got to make a documentary about it. I would I, love that. Yeah, I, I that. would watch the documentary. And like, what do they, what do these men say when they approach you? Like, what are their pickup lines? Yeah. What are the go-to lines? Well, they don't You're an out, angel you know. that fell from the sky. <laughs> Not quite. No. And you look I mean, like I've a whore. I've been doing this long enough that before the internet, okay, in the 90s, when I'd go out, there'd be like, these guys all over the place because you had to go out. And now with the internet, they don't have, you don't go out. So, I mean, I just get crazy things. Hey, you're hot on Facebook, whatever, which I don't respond. Like I'm not going to hook up with Facebook, but Sherry um, Vine is not about to be catfished. Okay. Facebook. hoe. no, no Facebook. hoe. no, No. she doesn't deal with Facebook guys. All right. Well, we have a question. I want (laughs) to know. So, so tawdry. (laughs) No, I love it. Um, but that's the thing about dating. And then with gay guys, it's like, you know, it's really hard. I've met guys out of drag, gay men, of course, and there's an attraction. You can talk and everything's going great. And as soon as you say you do drag, it's like this big bling. Hmm. It's weird. I feel like any job could get that. Right? I guess that's true. Has anyone ever shut you down when you're like, I do marketing? And they're like, I'm not into marketing. <laughs> no, I mean, that's so generic. But like, I, I don't know, maybe if we were both still single, having a podcast about dating could be a turn off. I'm turned off by myself. I, no, I am <laughs> disgusted with myself. You are no. not. No. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, and we'd still keep doing it just like you. Well, today's theme... Because we love what we do. It's true. That's true. Today's theme, Sherry, is benching. Now, do you know what benching is? No. Okay. We're going to fill you in. We got okay. you. So you've got your main squeeze, right? Uh-huh. And then maybe you got some side booze on the side, some little <laughs> side booze. Those guys are on your bench. Oh right. God. Like you talk to them, you keep the conversation going, but you probably don't ever see them. Like you see your main squeeze. And that's because not a fuck buddy. No, not no. really because you basically keep them on your bench in case things don't work out with your main squeeze. Ew. You want you want to like <laughs> yes. you want to have Ew. you want to have them as backups. So you, That's so, so mean. It's mean. I'm probably the one that's always on the bench. You are. So you've never benched anybody. Definitely not. You've never kept some like backups in case you're like, oh, if things don't work out with this guy, I want to have some, you know, people I can call. No? Options. Definitely not. So who has benched you? Who is this douchebag? Give us their name. No. (laughs) And their phone number and their address. We'll find them. Um, We'll give them a little talking. I've definitely been benched. Definitely. What happened? Well, this guy now, there was a period when we were kind of together for about a year or so, and then we kind of sort of broke up, but then he met this woman and they were living together and he wanted to bench me. And I was like, uh, no, I'm not playing that. Good for you. You recognize you the bench. Glenn Close. I, like, That's yeah, so I will not be benched. <laughs> yeah, I will. N- I, Dan, I will not be benched. <laughs> All right. Um, I think on that note, we're going to break this down a little further yes. in our reason of the week. Break down. I like to pretend I'm playing the trumpet. 
to our listeners at home, they, they might fall for it. Perhaps they think that I am. I, I am. love playing the trumpet. <laughs> oh, hey. Hey, girl. So benching actually originates as a football term. Mm. We want to know if Sherry can tell the difference between other <sighs> sports terms oh, and sex terms in a game we call football play or sex thing. <laughs> Are you ready to play, Sherry? Yes. All right, you're going to need your headphones for this because we've got buzzers in this. But okay. Before we move, do you know anything about football, Sherry? <laughs> no. Nope. All okay, right, good. this will be fun. This is going to be oh, great. Perfect. Let's humiliate the drag queen. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, we're going we're gonna to tell you a term, and you have to tell us if you think that it's a football term or a sex thing. Oh, gorgeous. Angela, okay. take it away first. First up, end around. End around? Yes, end. Like... Your end around? Could it be football or sex? I've never heard that ever, so I'm going to say football. <laughs> yeah, correct. What would you like to elaborate? What exactly in football is it, sure. Angela Um I googled this, and I'm basically reading Chinese right now. But <laughs> the wide receiver takes a handoff directly from the quarterback. Fantastic. Yes. It sounds like it really actually could be a sex term, also. That's it could. There's plenty of wide receivers. Hey. hey. All right. Next up, our term is reach around. Are they reaching for the ball or reaching for that's, some balls? That's definitely sex. Yes. That is the act of masturbating a sexual partner, <laughs> usually while performing uh, the act simultaneously while doing doggy style. Hmm. I call it courtesy. <laughs> oh. Yes. It's only polite. It's polite. True. Okay. All right. What do we got next, Angela? Play action. Getting a little play action. Are you doing that on the field or in the bedroom? Or getting a little play action with the football. I think it could be both, but I'm going to say football. You are three for three, my friend. I'm good at this. All right. Next up, man to man. (laughs) Is that a term in football or a term in the bedroom? Oh, my God. That's totally both, but... A lot of these can be both. A lot but of could you, be both, but, but mostly, what is it? I've heard man on man. I think it's more. I'm going to say football. Wow. Four for four. That is when every receiver is covered by a defensive back or linebacker. Again. Let me see what we got. Nope. A good term for a sex party. I okay. <laughs> I know. Who knew all these football terms were very sexual? They yeah. are. Um, okay, next up DP. <laughs> is that football or sex? That is definitely sex. And you know it's funny because I only I'm only like straight porn, and I love DP, and I only stop. So wait, for I, our, what is DP? Can you tell everyone? Double penetration. Yes. And I only yep. stopped watching it because I saw this documentary about how women in porn, even most of them that say they're doing it because they have chosen to or want to, actually have come from some form of abuse or something. It was uh. really sad, so I was like, okay, I'm not gonna watch straight porn anymore well yeah it's, then it's hard DP. to no more double penetration i know all right kind of similar um <laughs> next up is rear stimulation <laughs> is that football or sex well if and this is a trick one because it sounds very sexual but i'm gonna say wait did you say simulation or stimulation stimulation oh that has to be sex okay. you'd be correct yeah <laughs> we we're not that we're not that tricky, Sherry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're not that good at tricking people. Okay. Next up, Angela, what do we <laughs> next up? Up the middle. What is Sports. That? 
Yeah. You're right. Uh, You're right. You are good at this. Well, you know I'm, so much about football. Well, I'm a whore. And so if it's something I've never heard of, then chances are. <laughs> She's like, sports. I know every sex term. People. I know every sex term. I mean, maybe I'm an innocent, but I'm like impressed that you knew what DP was. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poorly. I'm going to go you, back to church. You, you, learned, yeah. did, you learned to masturbate when you were like 28, right? Younger than that, but I was in college. So, yeah. <laughs> I just, you know. I was 11. <laughs> it just never occurred to me. Wow. She was never like, I wonder what this button does. Okay. But then I found out. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's never too yeah. late. It's never too late. This is true. Yeah. All right. We got two more for you. Okay. Bang eight. Are we talking orgies? Or are we talking something else? Bang eight? Bang eight. The number eight. The number eight. Sports. You have a perfect score I so have no far. idea what that is, though. All right. It, I, see, I think <laughs> that's that, why I Laura's going to explain it, and you're still not going to have it's an a, idea what it is. It's a deep play where wide receivers run straight down the field at a short distance, usually 10 to 15 yards, and then they angle in toward the center of the field, toward the goalpost, or like a flag post where the ball is caught <laughs> at high speed. How exciting. You lost, you lost me at wide receiver. <laughs> all right. All right. All right, Payball. <laughs> All right, we got one last one for you, Sharon. Oh my God, I gotta get it. I Can gotta you get take it. it home? This is the grand finale. Dump truck. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. Um, <laughs> Either way, it's disgusting. Oh, shit, I want to get this one so bad. Oh. <laughs> we, we forgot to mention this one was double or nothing. Oh, no. Uh, well, she doesn't even need double or nothing because she has a perfect score. Oh, but I want to get. We were going to offer you double or nothing if you truck. had I, gotten them all wrong, but you've gotten them all right. She doesn't need that, Angela. I can't even think how that Unless fits you into want the glory. Sports, but I'm going to say sex. Yay! She's a winner! What does that mean? I don't know that But at one. least you don't know what it is. I feel like we stumped you in some way. Dump yes. truck is putting cock and balls between your legs <laughs> and backing up and beeping like a dump truck. I don't know. Angela found it on the interwebs. Why? People what do it. to do such a thing? Why does anybody I mean, do how, anything that they do? People get bored. It happens. And they put their dick between their legs. Yeah. <laughs> and back and up. Beep, beep, beep. Yes. Try right, it next that's time. Weird. That's Try it next bizarre. time. Try it. Okay. We want to know. so weird. Uh, Sherry, you were fantastic at this game. You killed it. We, you really I, did. I, um, I wish we had a prize to offer you, but we'll offer you our love, our unconditional love, oh, which you already had. Thank you. And you can tell people you're a football expert now. True. I know. I so. True. Uh, for all you listeners, we hope we cleared up this week's reason. <laughs> that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. A huge thanks to all of our guests. Thank you, Sherry Vine. Check her out on SherryVine.com. Any other plugs you want to tell yeah, people about? send your dump truck videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to regret asking for that. You will regret asking for that. I know, sorry. Well, you can see all my videos on YouTube, Miss Sherry Vine. Yes. Uh, Also, big thanks to our unicorn, Alana Heiss, and our relationship coach, Jillian Tarecki. Yeah, and guys, if you would like to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, we are at Your Single Show. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. That was a headgum podcast.